0: You're listening to the Husker Online Show, your authority on Nebraska athletics.
1: Final segment here of the Husker Online Show. Sean Callahan, Nate Klaus, talking, recruiting. This segment of the Husker Online Show is brought to you by our friends at Kugler Vision uh, in Omaha. Nate Klaus, tell them the latest and greatest news going on with your good friends at Kugler Vision.
0: Well, yeah, Kugler Vision uh, You know it's over 600 five-star reviews. And one of the latest patients, John, uh, says... I see more vividly. I can see my monitor at work without glasses. I see way better at night, and my first sunset was amazing. The colors were beautiful. I truly felt like a VIP here, and and his sentiments line up with mine. I mean, that was one of the first things I noticed with my vision correction was just how vivid the colors were. Uh, I could actually see the leaves on trees. Uh, it wasn't just about being able to to read better or, or, or see better. It was is the colors and being able to see at night. The whole package was great. I encourage you to go to CougarVision.com to see how they can help you
1: all right we're back here on the show Nate talking recruiting and you know not a lot going on some junior days will be coming up for Nebraska um, in March but I wanted to go down this road Um, the one-time transfer thing that's being proposed and you're seeing this right now um, you know a very very talented um, linebacker from North Dakota State from Kansas City what's his name Jabril Jabril Cox a guy that you covered and watched very well is going to grad transfer from North Dakota state. Um, looks like he's going to go to a high profile, probably maybe sec type place or, you know, one of the best in the country. Um, but if the NCAA lifts the rule where transfers at the division one level, don't have to sit out, you get a free one-time deal. I mean, don't you get the sense that this is going to become the norm where, you know, the best players at FCS are going to be kind of poked and poached to go up to the highest level to help their pro stock and, um, it's really going to change, I think, the face of probably FCS football forever. Yeah, I mean, it very well could,
0: um, and, I, and I think that those those F, FCS um, All Americans, those types of players, the, the 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 big time standouts on that level are certainly going to be players that, that get poached or, or that are going to have a lot of options on the table for them. Um, you know, at the same time, though, I, I, I think – I mean, there's always got to be a give and take, right? You, I mean, there's scholarship limits. So I think at the same time, uh, those FCS schools could end up – especially the top-end ones could end up being schools that, that benefit from, from some of the departures. Uh, from some of the the bigger Power Five schools, but I mean the the whole discussion is pretty fascinating with the way that this could all kind of eventually work out. Um, You know the with the one time transfer rule with without being any type of penalty, you don't lose a year of eligibility. You don't have to sit out. Uh, Now, obviously, there are stipulations. You you first and foremost, you have to be in good academic standing, um, which is something earlier in the show we didn't quite hit on with J D Spielman. You know, with him leaving midway through the spring semester, I'm not sure what that does with his academics. Uh, But but you have to be in good academic standing. You have to uh, you cannot be suspended by your team. Um, you you uh, you have to get a release from your team. So, um, you know, and, and that's kind of a dirty game that most, most schools don't want to go down. But if they feel like they're being poached um, or that, that other teams are kind of uh, operating unfairly, they don't necessarily have to re- release that player uh, if they don't want to.
1: Yeah, that, that's what's going to be interesting because all these Power 5 programs, particularly Big Ten SECs and the Oklahomas and the Texases and the Clemsons of the world, they have such additional bodies on their staff that you could almost have like an internal FCS scouting staff. Like, all right, who are some FCS guys that we can keep on our radar and maybe tamper with or at least put a feeler out to the high school coach or somebody without crossing a line? Because um, that is the fear to me with this one-time transfer rule. You know, like a couple years ago, South Dakota State had a, a tight end that got drafted, a really good tight end. And I mean, what what would stop like a Nebraska or Wisconsin or an Iowa from saying, hey, you know what? We produce NFL tight ends at, at Iowa. Why don't you come down and play for us and, and we'll, we'll make you more money and get you ready um, in a real system for the next level. and You'll play against better players. Um, so I, I don't know why the NCAA is you know, really wanting to go down this right like route. I mean, the theory out there is the name, image, and likeness thing. They don't want that to happen. So this is kind of like a horse trade, all right? We're not going to let the name, image, and likeness happen, but we will now allow one-time transfers. And it, it feels to me like they're trying to trade that off for the other.
0: Yeah. Uh, that, I mean, that could be. There's the, <laughs> somewhat of a trade. I To me, it feels like they – You know, and I don't know. Um, I could be out of out of line by saying this, but I don't know how much the NCAA truly does care about the student athletes. Uh, They're making so much money that uh, that I think sometimes they are going to do and say things to make it seem like they care about the student athletes. So by saying, "Hey, look, we're going to allow, we're going to give you a one-time transfer free of penalty." Um, you know that that makes it look like they care about the the student athlete, and and I mean if it passes and it goes through, then yeah, that's that's a win for the student athlete. But um, you know I agree. I mean it's there's a little bit of a slippery slope here. There's going to have to be some some rules put in place, and uh, or eventually, because anytime you have a big sweeping uh, deal like this, or, you know where where there's new legislation whether it is with uh, the one-time transfer or with with the name, image, and likeness, there's always unintended consequences that happen um, that you have to follow up and and try to shore up because there's going to be the schools and the people out there that find the loopholes and really exploit that for their benefit. Well,
1: the other thing, too, they're going to have to revisit if this does come uh, to to pass is the 25-man rule, Uh, meaning today a transfer counts on your 25-man scholarship list. Well, if these new rules come into play, it's gonna just take away scholarship opportunities from high school kids because you're gonna probably be more aggressive on transfers than you were before, knowing that transfers can play immediately. So will that twenty-five number ever increase? And you know, I've heard some good theories on that. Like could they do a formula where you know, if you lose two players, you get one on your twenty-five, so you can take twenty-six. If you lose six, you can take twenty-eight. Kind of uh, some floaters. Oh uh, yeah, just a way to increase your twenty-five because it is very difficult, you know, to to keep your team at eighty-five now with with the transfer stuff, and it's going to get even harder if this happens.
0: Yeah, it is going to become more difficult.
1: Uh, or or we're just going to see instead of
0: schools signing twenty-five or or even you know. Anywhere in the, the lower twenties, you know, we could end up seeing schools that that, uh, that sign recruiting classes that are closer to you know fifteen to to eighteen, like a
1: group of five program. Yeah, you know if you're like a Florida Atlantic or Florida International, some of those places, are you know anybody they live
0: and die by transfers.
1: Yeah, and you can get immediately eligible transfers from your part of the country. All of a sudden, those those teams could probably really benefit off this new rule, um, especially if they can hold back spots. And if yeah. you're like a Rutgers or a lower-tier lower, a lower tier team, I mean, they could actually really win off this transfer rule too. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's so many different angles and, and layers to this thing that it's it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. And, and maybe the biggest or the most interesting thing is how fast does this go into action? Because everything I've read – Well, yeah, I mean, everything that – that I've read and seen so far is, is that this is, this is happening and it's happening pretty, pretty quick. And uh, it, it was being voted on in April. Uh, but when it actually goes into action, I mean, is it going to be immediately if it passes that it's immediately uh, available to, for athletes to do.
1: Now, remember the four game um, or the transfer portal thing didn't go into effect until October 1st. Yeah, So theoretically, I think it was supposed to not affect that season, but it did in Nebraska sense where Ty John Lindsay and, Guys like that tried to leave with just four games in to yep. go elsewhere. Um, quickly, Nate, I actually had TJ Bowlers. Um, you know, there's a time where it felt like Nebraska was a team to beat. He went to wisconsin or had some really really glowing things to say about wisconsin what's your feel right now on tj bowlers this well
0: program? i mean i don't know if nebraska's ever been the team to beat i think they've been as good as tied with wisconsin i think the i think the badgers have always been kind of the the leader or or in that upper group um you know along with nebraska but i think right now it's definitely the badgers are, are the team to beat uh, the the last visit he he's. I mean, he raved about the last visit, calling Madison the you know by far and away the best college town in America, uh, saying that uh, you know that the visit to Madison was kind of the missing piece to his recruitment, um, and and on and on and on. I mean, he I'm, when I'm saying he had glowing things to say. I mean, he really he really kind of blew it out of the water. So. Um, yeah, I think the Badgers are by far and away the, the team to beat right now. But, you know, how does he how does he handle the rest of his recruitment? Because he has stayed pretty consistent in saying that he's going to take all of his visits. Um, one of those official visits is going to be to Nebraska, um, you know, and, 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 you know, one will be to, to Wisconsin, one will be to Cal. Um, one interesting enough, uh, interestingly enough, is, is going to be the Army, um, and I'm drawing a blank on on that uh, on the fifth one. But uh, he's he's said that he's going to take all those trips, and, and it'll more than likely be a late June uh, decision. So if he if he stays true to that, you know, Nebraska still has some time to make up some ground here, but. Uh, It's definitely not going to be easy. Maybe the biggest loser in this whole bunch is Iowa, though. I mean, because you're talking about one of the top players in the state, one of the top overall outside linebackers in the country uh, who lives, you know, 10 minutes from Iowa City, who's a a Hawkeye legacy, is not even taking an official visit to your school, is not considering you as one of his top five choices.
1: Well, lots to keep tabs on. Spring practice starts Monday. Uh, Nebraska baseball as well this weekend. Home opener should have beautiful weather at Haymarket Park, four games with Columbia. So make sure you're logged on to huskeronline.com as we'll keep you up to date on everything.
0: Thanks again for joining us this week on Husker Online, your authority on Nebraska athletics.